Caleb. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm Brandon. And I'm Isaac. This is the King's Advocate Podcast. In fact, this is the season finale, I believe, of the third season of the King's Advocate Podcast. And we're so thankful for all of you for sticking around with us uh, to now. Uh, we're going to continue our study on the gospel. Uh, if you remember last week, we talked about what exactly the gospel is. And we found that Romans, uh, in Romans, Paul describes the gospel as the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we talked about the death of Christ and how uh, horrible it was, how uh, painful it was, how tragic it was, and the fact that he did that because we are all sinful people. So we can take from that is that Christ died because of us, because of me, because of the fact that I have sinned, I have transgressed against the law of God. So God had to send his son down to die one of the most horrific deaths that human beings could imagine for me. And, you know, we, we think about that and we think about all the things that Christ suffered through, which we talked about in our last episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen. But the whippings, the scourging, the mocking, the beating, the, the nails, the suffocating on the cross. And we think about all those things that he went through and how horrible it was and think it's all my fault which really it is. It's our fault that he went through that. And if you if you listen to all of that, you think that, well, that can't just be the end of the story that he just died because of me and he was buried and resurrected. And that's great news that he's alive again. But what am I supposed to do about that? In fact, in Acts 2 and verse 37, Peter is preaching to a bunch of people, to Jews, who some of them were even there who put Jesus on the cross. And he tells them, Jesus is the Son of God. He came down from heaven to live a perfect life, to teach you how to live, and you killed him. And in verse 37 of Acts 2, it says, When they had heard this, they were pierced to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Or what are we to do? And that's what we're discussing here today in our season finale of the King's Advocate podcast. So, in short, in answer to that question, Peter gives a response in Acts 2 and verse 38. He doesn't just say, well, there's nothing you can do. He just, you're just going to have to live with that fact. He doesn't say, you know, repeat this prayer after me. He doesn't say, well, just accept him in your heart. This is what Peter says in verse 38. Peter said to them, repent and be immersed. And just so you know, I'm reading out of the English Study Bible. That's why it says immersed. Repent and be immersed, every one of you, on the name of Jesus Christ, so that you, your sins may be forgiven, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit's gift. And that was the answer to the question. They said, what do we do? And Peter said, you repent, and you be immersed with water. And that answer is the same for us now. The term that we most commonly use to describe that immersion in water uh this baptism, which we'll we'll talk a lot on, but essentially is exactly what it means. There's immersion in water. In fact, in the notes of this uh, this translation that I'm reading, uh, when he says the word immersed, he even writes down it's from the Latin word baptizo, uh, which when you look at the word baptism, it's closely related. It seems like it's almost the same word as baptizo because it is. It's just a transliteration. 
the people that translated it decided not to actually translate it into an English word, but to just make up a new word. But really, it means to be, it's a Latin word for immersion or burial. I think, I think this is really important when we talk about um, obeying the gospel and, and uh, hearing the gospel. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 7, it says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So um, last episode we talked about what the gospel was, and we know now, now we know that the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So um, we kind of already alluded to it a little bit, um, but how, how, do we, how do we obey that? How do we obey the death, the burial, and the resurrection of, of Jesus? How, you know, how is that something that we can obey? And I think uh, a really good answer is found in Romans 6. Um, so if we, if we look in Romans 6, and I'll just read a couple of verses here, starting in verse 1. Romans 6 and 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Can we actually pause just right away yeah, and address verse 1? Because I think that's incredibly important. Um, you know, last in the last episode, we talked about how uh, salvation is delivered to you through the gospel. Well, there's a lot of people that think that because Jesus died and covered every sin that was before us, every sin that we've committed, and every sin that ever will be committed in the future, that since all the sins are covered, um, you know, you, there's no need to worry about that. You, you don't really have to do anything about it. It's already been done for you. That's not true. That's a that's a misunderstanding. Uh, so when he says here in verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Uh, that was people asking that very question. Well, if all of these sins are covered, why does it matter if we just continue to sin? They're, they're, we're covered anyway. Uh, and Paul's addressing that specifically. So keep that in mind as we read through this, that that's not true. And Paul is is addressing why. Well, actually, I should ask, do you guys want to go through the steps of salvation sequentially? Well, I think that was in Romans 10, 15 through 17. I think that's part of why I had it on the on the notes, but I'm not sure. Okay. Brandon, do you want to read that? Yeah. It's, a, it's actually 14 through 16. Yep, yep. I just saw that. 14 through 18. Okay. <clears throat> How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That's actually good right there, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, so... The, the uh, obedience to the gospel requires first that you hear the gospel, that you know what the gospel is. And, and now I, I think what a good idea is, is that we should go ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to continue on this idea that uh, we have a listener who doesn't know the gospel and now they know the gospel and now they know what, what the gospel is and, and how to obey it because it's, it's important that we obey the gospel. Um, we look at Second Thessalonians 1 and verse 7 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them, that, on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's important that we obey the gospel. Um, and in order to do that, 
we have to we have to follow a certain set of steps. And so we're going to go through those steps one by one. And I, it's really important to, to us that we do this uh, based solely on the scriptures. We're not going to just say something and, and not support it with scriptures. So uh, we're going to go sequentially. What you have to do if you know you organically encounter the, the gospel and, and what, what would be your responsibility. Um, and we're going to just go through that sequentially. So first, you have to believe. Um, and, and we're going to go to Mark 16 and verse 16. Actually, I'm going to read 15. It says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So uh, the very first step is you got to believe it. you got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. you got to believe that he died on the cross for our sins, that he was in the grave for three days, and that he rose again, and that he's alive today. That's, I mean, that's that's the very, very first step uh, of belief is, is, is belief. Um, and then uh, we go to confess. You can't just believe that on the inside and, and then, you know, let that, let that stay there. You've got to tell people that you believe that. Uh, Romans 10 and verse 9 says, um, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him, from the dead thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I just want to make a quick note there. Um, confession is made unto salvation does not mean that when you confess you are saved. It means when you confess you are taking a step towards salvation. You are making, you are getting closer to salvation. So you have to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in front of other people. You can't, you can't hide it. You got to believe it and say you believe it and stand by that. Um, uh, I don't want to hog all the steps of salvation. We we have uh, an example even of confession in Acts chapter eight when Philip is talking with the Ethiopian eunuch about Isaiah, the chapter that we read in our last episode, Isaiah fifty three, and he goes from that chapter and he explains Jesus to this eunuch, and the eunuch says, you know. Here's water. What hinders me from being immersed? What hinders me from being saved? Peter tells him, you have to believe with all your heart. And then he makes the confession, the eunuch does. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's not asking us to confess all of our sins to a priest. He's not asking us to confess all of our sins to our parents and everyone in the audience of the church. He's saying, confess that you believe in me. Tell people you believe in me. And that's that's one of the steps. It's not confess your sins. It's confess me. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's what he that's what he means in in uh, Romans ten nine. Confess through the mouth the Lord Jesus. Confess that you know Him, and that you believe in Him. Yeah, definitely. The the idea of what you were just saying of confess that you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God instead of just confessing your sins. I don't know. Whenever I hear that, I just I just think of how good is more important than bad. <laughs> how it's more important to focus on, like, in that situation, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's just like that comes off as focus on good rather than bad. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God um, and kind of just leave those things behind in that sense. I, but, I like what... He says about how if you confess me, I'll confess you before yeah. my father. You know, like if you will advocate for me on earth, I will advocate for you to to our heavenly father who will judge you. 
So, yeah. Well, and speaking of leaving things behind, Brendan, um, we are called to repent. That's 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 another step of, of salvation. Um, let's look at uh, let's look at Acts two thirty eight first, and and we're just going to read a small portion of that. Acts two and verse verse I want to read after that. Okay. Um, Acts two and verse thirty eight. Actually, let's read thirty seven. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, this is them speaking of uh, they've, they've learned that they crucified Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, and they ask, What are we supposed to do? And then uh, Peter says in, in 2 and verse 38, says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, and just one more real quick, Brandon. Uh, in Romans 6 and verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Um, so we have to repent of sins, turn our back on all sins for all time. Uh, and I, and Brandon, I know you got a verse, so I'm going to let yeah, you read was, that one. Yeah, uh, it was Acts 3.19. It says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. So I really love this this verse because it says to turn back. This idea of turning your back to something and just going in the correct direction and just walking away from something. But I also know that that can be kind of a scary thing to, to, to think about, to completely do away with something. And I'm not meaning that as in a way of we shouldn't, like that we should have thoughts of potentially going back because we shouldn't. We should have the attitude of completely doing away with sin for the rest of our lives and to never go back to it. But... Also, at the same time, we still fail time and time again. I know that um, I'm sure that as a if you, you know if you are listening to this and this is your first time hearing this, that can be a very scary thing to think about. The idea of being absolutely perfect every single step of the way for the rest of your life, and the reality of it is, is that you're not going to be that way. You're not going to be perfect for the rest of your life. But we need to live a life of continual repentance throughout our entire lives um we're gonna fail at times and there's no excuse for us to fail when we do but you know at the end of the day jesus died for sinners we are sinners we fail time and time again um but we have to have that attitude of continual repentance not just a once saved always saved attitude but a we are saved and we continually need forgiveness for sins all throughout our lives. Right. And that, and that's why I read Romans six and one is because that, that chapter is written, that book is written to Christians, people who have already been saved. And he's telling them, we're not going to continue in sin. We're not going to continue sin because Jesus died for us. We're going to leave sin. We're going to walk away from sin. And that's absolutely a step of salvation. That's, that's something that is required to be saved is to say, I am done with sin. I'm changing my life, I'm changing my attitude. Um, and then this is not... I think another... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt again, but uh, I think another verse we can look at is First John, uh, really chapter 1, verse 8 through chapter 2 and verse 2. It says, If we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not with us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And again, this is talking to people who are already Christians. It's not the confession we talked about before, but afterwards saying, yes, we do still commit sin. 
If we say that we have sinned, we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Chapter 2 says, My little children, I write these things to you that you should not sin. Yet, if anyone does sin, we have a counselor, and New King James says, advocate before the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he's saying, look, the reason I write these things is so you know that you should not sin, that you do not sin. But if you do, just know that Christ is still there for you. If you've been saved, if you've believed, confessed, repented, and all the other steps that we're going to go through, if you've done all those things, we have an advocate with Christ. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect the rest of our lives, but that's what we should be striving for. Well, and that I I, uh, I wanted to kind of, I was going to read that verse, but uh, I was going to read that verse at the end. But um, repentance is absolutely a step of salvation, but it is something that, you know, you are going to continue to fail. You'll have to continue to repent and pick yourself back up and, and continue to turn your back on sin throughout your life. But it's a it's a mindset of committing think, to change. And Isaac, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, I, I think sometimes we think of repentance as a step towards salvation. Like you, you do this and then you get the salvation. But really repentance is an ever-going process. And it, it doesn't ever end in your life until you die. It's a constant state of renewal. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And then we, we get to the very final uh, final step of salvation. It's it's not exactly the final step. It is, it is and it isn't. Um, but it's 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 baptism. And uh, if we look, we already read Acts 2.38, but we're going to read it again because I said we weren't going to do anything without backing from the Scripture. So Acts 2.38 uh, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And then I think this is important. For the remission of sins. There is a lot of people who are going to tell you that you get baptized after you're saved. And if you're baptized after you're saved, well then that's the same as being baptized before you're saved. That's not true. There is one baptism. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ephesians 4 and 5. Ephesians 4 and verse 5 says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Um, that's important because getting baptized after and, and thinking, and it's not, if you get baptized for any other reason than for the remission of your sins, your baptism was just you getting wet. It was just you getting dunked in some water. Uh, and, and also the word baptism is immersion. If you're baptized by somebody sprinkling water on your head, that's not baptism. If you're baptized by partially going into some water, that's not baptism. And let me add one additional onto that. If you weren't the one who made the choice to be baptized, that's not that's baptism. Actually, absolutely right. If you are not, if you don't understand what... If you're a baby. If you're a baby and you're baptized, I'm sorry, your baptism... There's nothing genuine about it. Right. Because you, you have no thoughts. Well, first of all, infants have no sin to be repented of. Exactly. Second of all, they can't believe, confess, repent, or... You know, I mean, I guess they can be baptized, but they can't believe, confess, or repent. So there's the the steps of salvation have not been followed, and they don't need to be because children are innocent. Um, but baptism is for the remission of sins. It's it is you, and, and actually, this is where the this is where obedience to the gospel really comes into play, because it is the culmination of all of it. When you are baptized, you go down, you 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 die. Uh, your old man dies. And, and actually, let's just, let's go to Romans 6 and 1, or, or Romans 6, because it, it paints the perfect picture. Romans 6, uh, starting in verse, uh, starting in verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And this, this verse is so important. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Um, so this this is and the what, reason we is, oh I'm sorry Isaac. Well, the reason we talk we put this passage in here is because this is where, as as Ryan said earlier, obedience to the gospel is really drawn out because baptism or immersion, whatever word you want to use for it, is the perfect emulation of the gospel. When you are baptized, you die to yourself as Christ died. You are buried in water as Christ was buried. And when you raise up out of the water, you live a new life just as Christ was resurrected uh, to life. It's the perfect uh, illustration, if you will, of the gospel. And that's why it is obedience of the gospel. To obey the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is to be baptized, die to yourself, be buried in the water, and rise in newness of life. If you're looking for a scripture to back up that, term where it specifically says that this is obeying the gospel just look a few verses down at verse 17 where it says but god be thanked that ye were the servants of sin but ye obeyed that form uh obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you which is the gospel which is the instructions that we just read to you that was what was delivered to them that was what they obeyed now they're having this question about sin they obeyed the gospel is how Paul describes it here, which was uh, believing and confessing and repenting and being baptized and raising, rising to walk a new man, right. you know, having, having forfeited their lifestyle of sin. And that was how they obeyed. And that was actually really what I, I, why part of why I continue to read is because being baptized is a step of salvation. It is, it is where you are saved. It is where the blood of Christ contacts your soul and you are clean. You have put on the blood of Christ. You are now clean your new creature, but he also says something in that in that verse that we just read: raised to walk in newness of life. Um, when you're baptized, your soul is clean, your sins are gone, but you have to continue to follow God's law. You have to continue to pursue the lifestyle of a Christian, just like Brandon was talking about with repentance. Just like that verse that Isaac read, uh, you know, where if we walk in the light as He is in the light, His the blood of His Son continually cleanses us. We have to continue to walk in the light. We have to continue to pursue God. We have to continue to pursue his law and serving him. Um, so that's part of salvation is a continuance in God, continuance in his word. Uh, that's why I hesitate sometimes to say that baptism is a final step of salvation because there's more that comes after it. You know, you have to live a new lifestyle. Uh, just, just as Christ raised up and walked in newness of life, we have to do that too. And Isaac, I couldn't have put it any better. That is the... That is the perfect illustration. It's the perfect reflection. It's the perfect mirror of obeying the gospel because Christ died. He was buried. He rose again. Uh, we die to ourselves. Our old man dies. The, the sins that we, we committed, the person we used to be, he, they die. They're buried. And Which then is, it's like up. a, you know, some, I think some people have a hard time understanding the 
idea of of baptism being burial. Uh, it's a it's an image of being buried in the water, like as Christ was buried in the tomb and then rose again. You go into the water submerged. That's you you dying spiritually, and you rise out of that water committed to walking like Jesus. And so it's it's um it's a form of doctrine. It's a it's a a likeness. You know? Yes. So I think it's a is it a metaphor? Is that is that I sometimes get confused on. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say metaphor. Analogy works. I, I'm not an English major. A like figure is what is what Isaac says. Well, yeah, First Peter three twenty one. It's a light figure wearing to right. baptism is also not save us. Um, well, actually, I wanted to talk about that real quick. So, okay. Ryan was Ryan was saying earlier in confession that confession is not the point in which we receive salvation. When we talked about Romans ten and verse nine, confession is made to salvation. He's not saying that's what saves. But we did say that baptism is the point in which we receive salvation. And we do have scripture to back that up in First Peter 3. And I want to read verses 20 and 21. It says, who once, and he's talking about people who were out in the world, they were once disobedient when the long-suffering of God waited in the days when Noah was preparing the ark, in which a few, that is eight souls, were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, or we have a like figure as a King James, a new King James puts it, Immersion now saves us, not the putting off of the filth of the flesh, but seeking a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in First Peter, he clearly says, just like when Noah, when he built the ark, he was saved through the water. Immersion or baptism is what saves us now. Being dunked in that water is what saves us now. And again, it's not just being dunked in water. It's the fact that we've believed, we've confessed, we've repented, and now... We are obeying the gospel. Exactly. And so we receive salvation. Mm-hmm. Very, very well said, Isaac. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and also, um, I just want to say, I, did we already mention that this is for everybody? We, we did not. Um, um, let me pull up Second uh, Peter 3. Because uh, there, there are some misconceptions about, you know, who is going to be saved, who can be saved. Um some people think that it's already predetermined who's going to be saved, and uh, that's just not the case. Um, whosoever means anybody who chooses to follow these steps, anybody who chooses to live their life uh, according to how God wants them to and, and to obey the gospel, they are going to be saved. Right. Uh, you have a verse there, Caleb. Yeah, Second Peter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, which is the promise that uh, he gave you know, Abraham. Right. Uh, as some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, which is, you know, eternal condemnation, uh, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, which is you repenting and being baptized and obeying the gospel, being saved is, is what he's saying. He wants everyone that is out there who is willing to accept his call to be saved. Yeah, so... Um... I, I hope that there's somebody out there who who this who who didn't know and knows now. And if you have questions about any of this, please reach out to us any time of the day or night. If you reach out during the night, I probably won't wake up. <laughs> but I will get back to you. Try we, all of us. We we will get back to you. Check our, our you can reach us on our Facebook page. Our email will be, you know, in the description of our, our different platforms. We have a website that you know you can find on, on the Facebook. 
uh, Instagram. There's, there's a lot of methods you can contact us by if you have any questions or you or you just want to talk a little bit more about this. So, um, all, all of the episodes that we have done up until this point yeah. are, are important. But this episode, the, it all hinges on this. Isaac? You can also share these episodes with other people. If, if you know someone who's never heard the gospel before and you want them to hear it and maybe you don't feel confident enough to to tell it to them, maybe you can listen to this with them. But feel free to use this as, as ammunition. Not Maybe not ammunition is not the right word, but use this as uh, a springboard into a deeper conversation about the gospel because this is a very important discussion to have with the whole world. Uh, Mark sixteen fifteen. go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And if this is a tool that you use to do that, God bless you, more power to you. There you go. And that's actually the whole point of our entire right. podcast anyway, is that giving you a method of talking about God. Well, and, and I was just going to say, Isaac, that all of the episodes we've done up until this point, they don't matter if we don't have this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is, is all what it's all about. Um, salvation, the gospel, obedience to it. It This is where it all starts. And, and we have to follow this. This is our most important episode for sure. Um, definitely, definitely, if you have questions, if you need answers, come to us. And if we don't have them, we'll get them. Um, we, we, we just, I really hope that maybe somebody out there is impacted by this and they, they can know more about God. They can know what his plan is for him because he, he loves you. He went through all of that that we talked about last episode for you. He died for you. He rose, the, he rose from the grave for you. He beat death for you. And he's offering you eternal life if you'll just follow him. Just do what he says. Uh, so I plead with anybody who, who feels any call, please, please, don't delay. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next 30 minutes. Get this taken care of. Get right with God, please. And we have, you know, a time, a time if anyone wants to study more about baptism, if anyone has not been saved and they're interested in that, but they just don't know, they still have questions left or they don't know where to turn for that, uh, you can come to us and we will try to point you in the right direction. We will have people that are wiser than us to help you to study with that and we can we can get you there. So if you have any heart to, to take those steps, uh, please let us help you and, and guide you along that path. But um, in closing, let's read Galatians 2 and 20. Uh, talking about continuing to live as a Christian after we've after we've received that salvation. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what it's all about. That's where we're at. And that's where we hope that, that you will be and that you will continue to, to walk in faith with us toward uh, that eternal prize. So, guys, we're... We're at the end of our our season here, and we're going to be wrapping up for um, the holidays. for the holidays, and and we'll be seeing you next year. Is there anything that you guys want to add in here at the end of this? It's almost Thanksgiving, best holiday of the year. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> action, go pokes. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have conflicting ideas here. Isaac, do you have anything before we close out the season? Um, uh, I don't know. I do know that this season has been our best season, in my opinion. Uh, in fact, you can even look at the the opinion of our listeners and just the number of listeners we've had in this season alone 
I mean, our episode with David Minson has 88 listens, which is the highest of any other episode we have. Yeah. <laughs> so, And uh, hopefully next season will be, we'll be even better. <laughs> so hopefully we'll come back with some new ideas and and uh new guests and be edifying to everybody so all right isaac do you want to do you want to kick off closing us out sure without any further ado we will close out this season i'm isaac i'm brandon i'm ryan and i'm caleb thank you so much for listening to the king's advocate podcast